Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Gene Henley, UTC beat writer for the Times Free Press, is our special guest. Gene, thank you so much for the time. We appreciate it. And uh, the mock's coming to town tonight. You give us a little feel. As, when is one of the last times or which, what's the one of the biggest stadiums this program has been in as of late? Uh, comparable, like an SEC school or so forth? What is one of the, the big matchups they've had on the road as of late? Well, uh, again, thanks for having me, first off. And, um, well, last year they were at – last year they went to Alabama. Um, that was obviously a pretty good-sized place. Sure. The year before that they were in Florida State, and before that was Tennessee. So they, they typically like to get one of these environments in every year. So, I mean, obviously it's a special time for, for them. Some, in most cases, some of these kids grew up in these states. And so it's a really good opportunity for them to kind of get into these stadiums and, the, you know, drink in the atmosphere and get an opportunity to play in front of 100,000 people. Gene, now, what was interesting is that uh, Chattanooga uh, has a couple of open dates this year. Between week one, they played in week one, which was August 26th, against Jacksonville State, fellow FCS team, uh, playing pretty tough there, falling 27-13, to 13, then the open week. Uh, we talked earlier, a lot of transfers on this ball club uh, and a lot of guys that were at prominent schools, uh, Mississippi State, Texas Tech, other schools. Uh, take us through what Coach Alt is doing as far as these transfers and how long does it take them to kind of get adapted to what he wants them to do, coming from bigger schools, learning those things. And have they had success with transfers coming there and having success at the, at the program? Yeah, well, I mean, and they've had, I mean, they had a fair share um, this offseason, but I mean, they, there were a number of kids that they had that were transferred that were already on campus. And, um, you know, one of them is our starting center, Josh Cardiello, who was at, uh, I think he was the number five center in the country. Uh, he went to Georgia. He was there for, I think, two years. And uh, he's in his third year here at UTC. Um, you know, they've got a defensive back, Kareem Moore, who transferred in this year. Uh, he was a freshman All American at um, Arizona State. And, um, you know, they've got another talent, a kid named Mark Hill Boston, who played at Auburn. Uh, he just transferred in. He's still trying to kind of figure things out. But I think he's, he's going to – I'm guessing he'll play some. He's been kind of banged up a little bit. So, uh, it's, been, it's been a process for some of them. For some of them, they've been able to kind of get on the field quickly, like in Kareem's case. In other cases, there's a lot of kids who are still trying to figure some stuff out because I think the perception is – if you go from, uh, you know, you go from like an SEC school to an F, you know, an FCS, then you should just easily, you know, hop into the rotation. And the reality is, some of the kids who make it to, you know, the bigger schools, or weren't necessarily high priority players for that program in the first place. And so they figured it out, and that's why they transferred. And life isn't always as easy whenever you, you know, whenever you're at a program like UTC that actually recruits pretty well at its own level. So, uh, I mean, in some cases they figured it out. In other cases, they still got a ways to go. But uh, I think it's kind of this team pretty much. Uh, that's some of the team pretty much um, as it is. Hey, Gene, Herb Tyler here. Um, playing a school like LSU and, and, and like Alabama, you know, the likes of those types of schools for Chattanooga, how does that 
correlate to the remaining of their season um, in their conference? And, you know, and do, and, and do you see a lot of injuries coming out of a game like this? Um, I don't because, I mean, yeah, I, like I get it. Like you almost, I mean, you, you assume that bigger, stronger, faster kids, um, you know, you're going to have like you know, better likelihood of injury. But the reality of that, I mean, if that's the case, then they shouldn't even play the game because LSU right. would assume the same sort of risk um, mm-hmm. because, I mean, because, you know, they've got kids who may not be as fast and, you know, maybe try to, you know, make up for that lack of you know, speed with effort. And that's how kids get hurt in some cases. Um, so no, I don't think um, I don't think it necessarily you, you worry too much about the injury aspect. And as far as like the competition, I mean, uh, there's obviously not going to be a team on LSU's level that they play the rest of the season. Now, uh, I mean, they played Jacksonville State last week or two weeks ago, and I mean LSU. I mean LSU or Jacksonville State actually played LSU relatively tough last year, and that was a really good team. And obviously, UTC got beat by two touchdowns last week. Um, you know, they're not, I mean, they're not, there's not another team like on the schedule that's going to push them like this, obviously. But, um, you know, there's some, there's obviously some real quality competition if you look back. I mean, Citadel beat South Carolina a couple years ago. Uh, there, there have been cases of teams playing other teams close, uh, you know, in this league. I mean, it's a pretty competitive league. Um, you know, I would say, I mean, some people call it like the, the SEC of, um, you know, of the FCS, and that's mm-hmm. saying a lot because of the obvious uh, success of the SEC in recent years. Gene, how do you see Chattanooga's defense playing LSU's offense? Do you think that they'll go ahead and try to stack the box and make LSU throw the ball to beat them, or do you think they're going to try to contend with the run game of LSU? Uh, well, um, if it was me, <laughs> I mean, I'm not much of a – I'm a basketball guy who, you know, who covers football, but if it was me, I would put nine people in the box to make that quarterback beat him because I personally don't think he's all that good. But I know how great all these running backs are. And, um, you know, and that's what you have to worry about. I mean, you've got quite possibly the best running back in the country, and he's just one of many, <laughs> one of many guys in that LSU backfield. So, you know, if it was me, I would – I would put yeah I would put as many people up in the box as possible. You've got a pretty good secondary, uh, a couple kids who will potentially get drafted. So I would take my chances with that. And I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure if that's what they're going to do, but if, uh, but just from what I've seen and just kind of knowing how maybe they feel about this team, that may be your best play. Gotcha, Gene. Now uh, moving forward tonight. We talked earlier this week about the quarterback, a transfer from Mississippi State. But I also understand that the starting quarterback is one of the best players uh, at that level and was serving a full-game suspension, if I'm correct. Uh, talk a little bit about that and uh, the full-game suspension. And when he gets back, uh, I, I'm assuming that that uh, figures largely into why this team was preseason ranked in the top 15. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was, he was an all-league quarterback last year, and, I don't think he always played great. I think he started off strong. I think he had a he had a, a rough patch in the middle of the season. And in, the, in their last game of the season, he played his best game of the year. I think he accounted for about 400 yards total offense. And he, and he was, he's a drawback passer, but he loved, but he can run. And so, you know, the, the kid they've got now, the Mississippi State transfer, he's a good player. I think he's still trying to figure some things out as far as his whole, you know, as far as this this whole playing college football thing is concerned because he hadn't played it. I mean, he's pretty much a freshman, you know, if you kind of look at just his experience at the college level. And, I mean, people are going to be able to throw a lot of different things at him, and I think he can ultimately be good. He still has a ways to go, but, I mean, that's just more because of experience. But, 
you know, if you just look around, like especially just those two guys, like they've got a couple guys. They've got a they've got a freshman that they're, you know they feel pretty confident about as well that they're trying to redshirt, but right now he's their backup. And you know, you know they they've got some talent at that position. Uh, the Benefield kid, the one who's been in four games, he's he's obviously the starter. But it's really good, I guess, in this case that you have a kid who, you know, at least has you know college experience um, at a higher level, like the Seattle kid who is uh, currently the starting quarterback. Gene Henry here helping us get familiar with tonight's opponent, LSU's opponent, the UT Chattanooga Mocs. And, Gene, uh, how do you see this one tonight? LSU, of course, uh, teams from two different levels. But uh, if Chattanooga is to hang around for a while, what, how do you see this game unfolding between these two schools tonight in Baton Rouge? Huh. Well, I, I've talked to a lot of my friends. I've, I've got some family that lives down here in Baton Rouge, and I was joking around with them. As long as, as, long as LSU doesn't get cute, they can pretty much just kind of have a methodical, maybe 31, maybe like a 30-point you know, 30 victory. Now, yeah. if they try to get cute, uh, UTC has some defensive backs that can intercept the pass and take it, you know, take it for a touchdown. Uh, so, I mean, and my presumption is that they are trying to uh, – my presumption is they're going to probably try to make a – you know, probably make, a, make it things look good because I know they've got a couple of – high-profile recruits on campus this weekend. I think they've got a quarterback from Atlanta uh, that I've heard about that they really, really want. So if they could blow them out, they could. I'm just not sure that a team like LSU has an offense that can blow a team out. I, I'm not – I don't I don't know that. I'm not – and I'm – I know it sounds stupid with me saying that, but right. um, they, they've got a – I mean, I don't – I don't. I know they've got great receivers. Uh, I know they've got unbelievable running backs. But, you know, and, and maybe they do. Maybe they blow them out tonight. I, I don't know. I just I see more of a thirty to three, thirty one to nothing, and one of those one of those sorts of victories where the game is never really in doubt. But there's maybe a player through here or there that kind of you know gets you know get some of the LSU fans riled up in a negative way. I got you, Gene Henley, UTC beat writer for the Times Free Press, giving us the latest behind enemy lines today's LSU opponent, the Chattanooga Mox. Gene, how can people keep up with you on social media? Oh, well, as always, you can find me on Twitter at Gene Henley TFP. Uh, that's G-E-N-E-H-E-N-L-E-Y-T-F-P for Times Free Press. Gene Henley. Gene, thank you so much for helping our listeners get uh, familiar with today's opponent, the Chattanooga Mox. Hey, thanks, thanks again for having me. Y'all have a great week. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.